Live from the headquarters of Common Sense, this is Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. Uh, I forgot to pull up my verse of the day, so I'm going to pull it up really uh, quickly. Uh, let's hope it's a good one. It comes from Hebrews 8, Hebrews 8, 6. But the ministry Jesus had received is as superior to theirs, those who have served as priests in the Old Testament times, as a covenant of which he is mediator and is superior to the old one and is founded on better promises. Again, that is Hebrews 8, 6, if you want to look it up yourself. So uh, I believe this was a few weeks ago, and I don't think I ever talked about it on the podcast. If I have, I apologize. You'll, you'll just have to hear me talk about it again. And it is a Supreme Court decision. This uh, comes from the New York Times. Split 5-4 Supreme Court rejects Nevada Church's challenge to shut down restrictions. Uh, the church said it was subject to more severe limitations than casinos and restaurants. <coughs> oh my gosh. I've been coughing a lot for the past few minutes. Not because of coronavirus, but because I... I had a drink of water, and I swallowed it down the wrong pipe, which I do quite often. So if you hear me coughing, I don't have COVID. It is just because I am bad at drinking water. Anyway, uh, the Supreme Court on Friday rejected a, re a request from a church in Nevada to block enforcement of the state restrictions on attendance at religious services. The vote was 5-4 to four with Chief Justice John uh, G. Roberts Jr. joining the court's four more liberal members to form a majority. The court's brief order was unsigned and gave <coughs> uh, no reasons, which is typical when the justices act on emergency applications. The court's four more conservative members filled three dissents, totaling 24 pages. Calvary Chapter Chapel, Dayton Valley, and Dayton, Nevada argued that the state treated houses of worship less favorably then it did casinos, restaurants, and amusement parks. Those businesses have been limited to 50% of their fire code capacities, while houses of worship have been subject to a flat 50-person limit. You know what? I'm going to make a suggestion here, and it's a very bold suggestion. Uh, I think that uh, the church should be rebellious. Open up the churches. And not just the ones in Nevada. Open them up across the country. Because it is things like this that bother me. And unfortunately, it's turned into a massively hyper-partisan political situation. Democrats uh, support this decision. Republicans don't. Uh, Justice Roberts was appointed by uh, George Bush, I think. So he's more of a moderate Republican, I believe. Has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. We should just open up the churches. Now, yes, we should try and social distance, wear a mask, etc. Open them up. And let the government try and stop you. Because you have seen this type of hypocrisy that has been so unjustified and so outrageous that not a lot of people are calling out. But I'm going to call it out today. Many of you might be angry with what I'm about to say. In, all across the country, we have recently seen massive pro protests for the past couple months. Uh, in, the, in light of the George Floyd uh, incident. Which is totally fine. Protest for what you believe. There needs to be changes in this country. However, those protests, had many of them had tens of thousands of people 
many of whom weren't wearing masks. And it doesn't really matter. Masks aren't 100% effective. In fact, they're, they're only a preventative measure, measure, but they don't completely stop it. They stop the spread. They only help a bit. So even if everyone in the, in the protest was wearing a mask, the virus would still spread. And you see a few weeks after the protest started, a massive spike in cases. And this is also due to the reopenings as well. So these protests are still going on. There are still thousands of people across the country gathering up and having protests. Even a lot of them wearing masks. It doesn't matter, though. So with saying that, if we have a church, my church has, I believe, 800-something members, maybe a few more. Considering this, we should open up. We should be allowed to open up. Because if we look at it just from a constitutional standpoint, you cannot favor one thing over another. You cannot favor the protest, but not the freedom to uh, assemble in the church. That's unconstitutional. And even if it wasn't in the Constitution, it's not right. And us as Christians ought to defy the government of this country or our state governments, open up the churches, and see them try and stop you. It is time for us to stand up for our God-given rights. I'm sick and tired of hearing cases like this. There is an open bias. You can have the restaurants open at half capacity, the amusement parks, casinos, but not the church. There's a 50-person flat limit. You know why they do this? Because they don't want the churches to be open. It's religious discrimination. So open up the churches and see them try and stop you. Because what basis, what constitutional basis are they going to have to stand on? They have nothing. And if you get arrested for it, then so be it. You're getting arrested for opening up the Church of Christ. Uh... I think this is uh, one of the dissent uh, quotes, and it says, The Constitution guarantees a free exercise of religion, he wrote. It says nothing about the freedom to play uh, craps or blackjack, to feed tokens into a slot machine, or to engage in any other game of chance. Uh, but the governor of Nevada apparently has different priorities, and this is obviously true. I dropped my pen. Uh, they are... Picking and choosing what they want. And again, unconstitutional, but ignoring that, this is just plain wrong. Open up the church. Open them up and go to it. Open it up safely, obviously. If we had everyone's social distance, divided it up into multiple services so everyone can go to church in the day just at different times so we can spread them all out. If we do that, social distance, wear a mask, then it's not really contributing to the spread of COVID. So what are they going to shut you down for? It will show them for who they really are. We have to do this. Stand up to the tyrannical government. Uh, and I know this isn't our obligation as Christians, but it is a moral obligation, I believe. And it is a moral obligation for the church itself. Because why are we closed? We can open up the churches safely. We can easily do it. 
But the government won't allow us because they are openly discriminating against the church itself. And I will close uh, the live stream with that. I will continue talking on the podcast. We will be right back. On- so I forgot. Uh, well, I didn't forget. On uh, Wednesday, uh, I well, it, it was before that. I always pre, pre-record my episodes. So it was like uh, Monday or Tuesday when I recorded Wednesday's episode. And as you know, there was a huge explosion in Lebanon uh, on Tuesday, I believe. And I didn't find out about it until after I recorded the episode, so that's why I didn't discuss it. So uh, I'm going to give some thoughts on the given situation. Uh, One, uh, it is a very, very horrible, horrible, horrible thing that happened. To a country that is already already in turmoil, already struggling with many things, as many Middle Eastern countries are. And I, I'm on Christianity today. I'm scrolling through this uh, article. So I'm going to read a bit of it to you. The massive explosion that rocked Beirut on Monday evening has left dozens, dozens dead, hundreds injured, and more than 300,000 thousand displaced from their homes. Millions around the world watched in horror as a detonation of 27,500. I said that number way wrong. 2,750 tons of confiscated ammonium nitrate laid waste to the Mediterranean part and surrounding neighborhoods. The equivalent of a 3.3 magnitude earthquake has fell deep into the coastal mountains of Lebanon as far away as Cyprus. And that shows you guys uh, how strong this explosion was. Now I've been through an earthquake. If you were there, it, it feels like uh, just a little rumble. If you were, if you felt something that felt like a 3.3 magnitude earthquake. But the amount of power that it takes to create to create such a blast, to create such a, so- a shockwave, in order to create that type of rumbling is truly, truly uh, scary and uh, and crazy to think about. And that just shows you the power of this explosion. And I just wanted to discuss a couple things. We're done with the article. And then we'll close out the podcast. Shorter episode today than what I've been doing for the past couple weeks. Uh, number one, stay in prayer. I say this every episode. And I'm going to say it as long as I think it's still necessary. Which it's always necessary, so I'll keep saying it. Uh, Stay in prayer. If you can, there are organizations you can donate to to help with the recovery effort. Um, Pray for the people that have suffered and died. Pray for the people who survived it but have injuries. And it also shows our role. the impact that Christians over here in the United States, we can help these people. Christians over in Europe, Christians all around the world. We can help these situations however way we can. We just need to know how to use our resources. Now, domestically, here at home, there's a lot of things we got to work on, a lot of things we have to fix. But people over there in the Middle East are desperate. 
war has completely collapsed some of these places. And as a result, the citizens of those nations that have nothing to do with the war are suffering. It is truly a sad thing. And we should get more involved in trying to help solve these issues, trying to help people deal with these issues, trying to make their lives better. And it's hard. And it's hard to see the news. It's hard to watch the news. When you see something like this happen in Lebanon, when you see people on ventilators struggling to get a breath because of COVID ravaging their lungs, It is a truly awful situation, and it's been a horrible year. Um, it, it's god-awful. But remember, God is in control. God has a plan. I hope and pray that these people are in a better place. Um... And I pray to God Almighty that that, um, this won't happen, that the world can become better, that accidents like these don't happen. But unfortunately, we are in a fallen world, and in a fallen world, uh, horrible things happen. That's a sad reality. It's a it's a truly horrible thing. It really is. So do what you can. Stay in prayer. Stay hopeful also. Because when we get in despair, when we get into a cycle of, of pe- being pessimistic and not think about the future, about a hopeful future, then we will begin to collapse in our spiritual lives, and physically in our lives. Uh, Michelle Obama, former First Lady of the United States, I heard this on the news, is discussing how she has had mild depression uh, during quarantine. And I believe most of us have. Because um, when you are isolated, when you cannot go see your friends, cannot go see the world like you would like to, then your mind, the beautiful brain that God has given you, has been shut down from doing its what it does best. That is seeing the world and processing that information. And when you have nothing else to process, no one to socialize with, your brain doesn't know what to do. Your spirit begins to hurt. And it's been something that's happened a lot of this. So my final thing that I'm going to say is be hopeful. This year has been hard on all of us. Harder on some than others. Be hopeful. There is a bright and beautiful future ahead. And God is just waiting to show it to us. Never give up. Always stay hopeful. My friends, I have more optimism than ever because like I always say to you, in the darkest of times, that is when 
the light becomes most apparent at the end of the tunnel. So that is what I will leave you guys with today. And I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Common Sense Christianity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Help us grow. Check out the YouTube channel. Uh, Check out our uh, Instagram account at Common Sense Christianity. If you have any questions or just want someone to talk to, email me at commonsensechristianitypodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Ethan Foster here with Common Sense Christianity. You just listened to an episode of Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, as always, and we love doing this for you guys. Please share the podcast with your friends and family if you like it, and frankly, even if you don't, uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review so that more people can hear the Word of God. And until next time, God bless you.